Hey, if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Mave Podcast, a fantasy football show dedicated to helping you win your league and hopefully a little cash. We cover redraft leagues, auction draft, DFS, and all things football. We don't claim to be experts, but it's a group of friends inviting you to listen and join us as we chat each week. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy. We appreciate you joining us. I'm your host, Tate Bland. I'm here with some of my very best friends, co-hosts, and fellow Mavers, and Luke Prey. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. Joe Vargas. Hello, everyone, and we're one day away from football. One day! We're recording the day yeah! before. But yes. Yeah. Can't wait. You'll hear uh, this the day after. after. We, <laughs> that's, that's we hope. We'll that's see. All I, that's all I was thinking was like, yes, we're actually one day post-football, probably. So we're Maybe right before. Hear our Who knows? Talking back to the future. <laughs> exactly. Mind blown. So... Tonight, we're going to do Joe's quick question, um, go over some housekeeping, and then talk about uh, just our draft recap, some of our guys that we we're trying to get, people who we think went too high, too low, maybe some regrets that we have, maybe a little bit about what our strategy was going in, you know, things like that. So let's dive right in, and uh, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of housekeeping. Let's go with the injury rundown. Luke, um, what's what's going on there? Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha, gotcha. So not not a lot going on, but... But a big one going on. We saw J.K. Dobbins go down, and those ripple effects, that literally happened hours before our draft. Um, we we caught the news from a fellow member in our in our league, and had he not said anything, uh, everyone in the draft room might not have known. So, hey, luck of the draw, I guess. That was good, but that's a big one. Uh, you know, that, that affected some people real fast, and, and you know... Uh, Redraft prices did not adjust that fast, so uh, yeah. that's one we'll probably have to discuss. I got J.K. Dobbins for like four bucks. It was great, <laughs> and he thought it was the best buy of the draft. I was I was freaking well, stoked, and then as soon as I got him for four dollars, I I started to think to myself that was that wasn't right, and something I don't know something. That was the first thing, and too I did to be true. Well, in your, and it was in your defense, we didn't know the severity of that injury. Like we heard he got carted off, but we didn't know all the details just yet. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we didn't when we originally got the news from one of the other members in the league. We thought he was messing with us, you know, trying to get a guy cheap or something. And we we went to uh, the Twitter sphere. We looked for some some video footage, and we found some. And as soon as we saw, I think about three of us were like, "Oh, okay. Take note. Take note of that." So, well, that was a wild draft day right there. Just so the listeners aren't worried about me, I did get Gus Edwards, so I, I'm still okay. I, I did end up getting his backup and, and secured the draft. But just FYI, uh, you know, you should really listen to our own tips and tricks and uh, stay up to date and in the know on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say. Live and learn. Okay, number next one. Uh, this is kind of a smaller one. I thought I'd just throw it in here. Trey Lance uh, injured his finger. <sighs> Correct? Injured his finger? Yeah, right? he hit a helmet. Hit a helmet, injured his finger, right? I think he's out for like is. one week. I'm not right, but it. the reason I threw that in there is because there was a lot of whispers in the bushes that I, you know, everyone was saying I think Trey Lance is coming out week one, and had that come come to fruition, that's a guy that would be a starter, possibly a league winner. Now knowing there is probably no chance that he's playing week one, that shifts, you know, your thoughts on on Trey Lance. So I thought I'd throw it in there. Um, last Doesn't one. Shift my thoughts. No, you were out anyway. I think it might be no, a little I'm later. In. Say that again, Jim. I'm in on Trey Lance, but it's gonna be a little later. I don't. I mean, Jimmy G gets the Lions right off the bat. I mean, it's a pretty good matchup for him. <laughs> Hard to look bad there, right? <laughs> we'll see. It's the NFL. You never know. That's true. They're on the road. Uh, the last one I got is is one that's coming out today. Austin Eckler out of nowhere is not practicing, so uh, we aren't really sure what's going on there. But that could be a big one. That's that's a very important player on a lot of rosters, so something to check into, something to be aware of. Yeah, I uh, you know I don't know if I have much to talk about with that. We'll have to kind of see where that one lands, obviously. Um, but I do agree with you that Austin Eckler was definitely one of those guys I was targeting uh, in all my drafts um, because I think he's going to be amazing this year. So. So to see where that lands. I completely agree. I, he was on my target list for sure. But yeah, I think we well, almost get more details, but it's not good if he's not practicing. And this is a Wednesday, recording on a Wednesday. So 
just keep an eye on it going in going in on Sunday. Uh, Luke, you're talking about Austin Eckler. I just went and looked on Twitter five hours ago. He said four days out from the start of year five. Never been more ready and excited to be back doing what I love in front of y'all. But then two hours, actually three hours. Hold on, where's my math at? <laughs> yeah, <try. laughs> So then two hours ago, there we are. Adam Schefter tweeted out Charger, you know, tweet out the that uh, Eckler did not practice. So kind of interesting. Interesting. So maybe this could have been, uh, but still, I think it's so late in the week. Oh, yeah, I mean, it could be something we don't know about. Like, hey, that, they know that's the guy. They're going to give him heavy workload. They're they're taking it easy on him. But normally you don't do that uh, off the field with the trainers. So it's an interesting one. We'll see. Let's uh, segue here and let's uh, talk about Joe's quick question of the week. All right, fellas. What are you looking forward to most? In week one. I know my answer, and I'm going to answer for Tate as well because Tate's (laughs) about to embark on a new journey, something that me and Joe are very passionate about. And this is going to be our our, our first look back, our first taste at greatness for 2021. I don't know how y'all enjoy your Sundays, but we are are diehard, tried and true believers in the red zone beauty. Seven hours commercial Joe, what, free football. There it is. There when it is. I hear that. And Tate is I'm crying of tears of joy. I'm punching air. I'm punching the wall. I'm punching my dog. Okay, maybe oh, I'm not punching my dog. I can't wait. I'm just so juiced. Yeah, I have uh, never experienced the the NFL, the the zone of red, the red zone. I've never experienced right. seven hours of interrupted, uninterrupted commercial free football. I've never seen every touchdown ever scored. So, uh. I'm all about it. I, I'm stoked about it. Uh, it's it. I definitely think that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. The other thing is just to finally see. You know, we you listen to it, you see it, you talk about it. They over talk about it, and then they talk about it some more. I'm just kind of. I want to see some of these players, like you know, in action in a full game, and and kind of see if we were completely right on people or if we just were completely wrong. So I'm excited just to see see where we're at with football. That's. That's where I'm at. Somebody's definitely getting their heart broke real quick. Hopefully we don't have any injuries real I fast. I mean, we've already had a couple that are not good, but, you know, I'm ready to see who the sleeper is. There's going to be a sleeper this year that we don't know about already. That's right. And then and then the waiver wire is going to get crazy real quick. It always does at the beginning of the year. So I, I'm kind of ready to see someone new bounce on the scene. Who's it going to be? Show me. Show me the money. All right. So let's let's get into this meat and potatoes of this episode here. Uh, we had our draft about, what was it, about a week ago? Eh, le- two, a little less? Two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. It was two weeks ago. Wow, it's been a long time. Sorry, guys. Good. Oh, that's been crazy. A, been, a minute. been a wild ride here for, for us and some of our personal lives. So uh, everything's all good, but we've just been busy. So anywho, let's talk about the draft recap. Let's talk about how you guys feel, your gut reactions. Um, Luke gave us a little bit of a homework assignment before the draft. He wanted us to you know write down that QB, that that running back and that receiver, wide receiver, tight end, who we were really trying to kind of get um, and, and kind of see if we got them. But let's, before we kind of dive into those players, just give me that gut gut check on, on the draft here. Joe, you first. Yeah, uh, so, of course, uh, going into this draft, I had a game plan, and it was uh, kind of shredded. I, I took a different approach going in or after, like, in the middle of the draft, and so – like I said, we, like we said in our tips and tricks, you gotta, you gotta stay flexible. And I feel pretty good about my team. I like, I think, of course, like everybody, for the most part, the running back depth is going to be a little shallow. But for the most part, I got the guys. I guess I was kind of shooting for in a way. I mean, I wanted a stud running back, stud receiver. I did get Cook. I did get Diggs, but I wasn't planning on getting Stephon Diggs. But I'm okay with it. Like I'm gonna, I think I'll be all right. I think maybe maybe we go ahead and you should read off your full full roster, Joe. Let let them know what you're working with this year, um, and then maybe we could we could throw in our input. All right, all right. So I'll just go through like each position. So quarterback, I got Russell Wilson. My running backs are Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, AJ Dillon, Latavius Murray, who just uh, got released. So I'm holding on to him just in case if he makes a you know, make a splash in somebody's backfield. 
And then for receivers, I got Stephon Diggs, Brandon Ayuk, Corey Davis, <laughs> Antonio Brown, uh, Terrence Marshall, which I think I think he can make – I think he can do something. We'll see. There were Russell Gage and Rondell Moore. And then a tight end, I got uh, TJ Hawkinson. TJ So overall, you're feeling good. You're feeling right? Or what? I yeah. mean, where are you? Like one to ten, this bad boy. Ten being like you're you're ready to go to the moon in your rocket ship because you, you're taking it that far. One being, you know, uh, you about to be uh, – I don't want to say that. That's mean to, to players <laughs> who don't you know, didn't, didn't make a roster. Or is this a one where your team's a practice squad? Where are we at? Practice squad one or taking it to the moon at a 10? I'm going to give it a nine. I'm. This is probably the most confident wow. most confident after a draft I felt in years. Usually, I after the draft, I look over my team again, and, I'm like, and then I start going, like, I don't like it. I don't like it. The more I look at it, the more I like and that's what scares me. I am petrified. Mm. <laughs> I don't want nothing bad to happen. So we shall see. Fair enough. I Here's, here's my thoughts on your squad, Joe. You obviously you're solid at quarterback, no no issues there. Maybe one of the top running back combos, which is always ideal. So you're feeling good at running back one and two. Stephon elite. Brandon Ayuk could be great. We'll see, but feeling pretty good about that guy. Hawkinson dependable tight end. We're off to a good start. Flex Corey Davis. So we're 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 all right at the flex. That's probably where your one question mark is. You might have to make some movement at the flex. So overall, you're you're incredibly solid, and you maybe have to find one guy, and then you got a great defense, and you got in kickers. Rodrigo, kickers, but he has it, glasses. <laughs> you you balance you balanced everything out great. So you used your money well, and then you know maybe maybe you're you're trying to figure out who that flex guy is. But Corey Davis could be that guy easily. But I mean, solid squad. You didn't make any wrong moves. It, it went according to plan. It looks like so. Yeah. Pretty good job. It's kind of a flexible plan. But I appreciate that, Luke. Luke, let's talk about you. How did you feel about the draft? What's your gut reaction to it? Did you you came in with a plan? Did, did that plan follow through? What what happened? Here's here's what we're gonna admit right off the bat. Okay, we're Luke's. fresh. We're fresh into this podcast, and we put ourselves out there right. And and you know we ain't claiming that we're always perfect or we're always right. But we just try and do you guys solid and give you our, our honest thoughts. Well, here's here's also an honest thing from me. We told you guys in our tips and tricks, whatever you do, don't get too <laughs> sauced up before the draft. <laughs> but I also told you guys that my Huskers opened up their season that day. Yeah, it was a bad day. And my Huskers really disappointed me. And I can't be disappointed by my Huskers without some liquid healing. And by the time draft day came around, it well, not draft day, draft time. It was the same day. It was a bad day. <laughs> by the time draft time came around, I wasn't in tip-top shape. I'm going to admit it. That's on me. That's my fault. What happened in the draft is I, I went out, pick one, and I got CMC. And I got him for cheaper than what I thought he would ever go for. So I was like, sweet, great start, right? But then these receivers keep coming up, and they're going under their value, and I don't want them to go under their value. So I keep bidding up these receivers, and I keep ending up buying these receivers. And old Blue's Brains doesn't realize he just keeps <laughs> buying receivers. <laughs> so I, I honestly, I filled out a roster that I had not constructed one like in mock drafts like this at all. But I love the values I was getting at wide receivers, but I, I probably bought one too many. And then I, I I was too timid on my RB2. So I'm ending up where my RB2 rolling into the season is going to be Daryl Henderson. And I like Daryl, but I do not like Daryl as my RB2. That does not feel good. I'm, I'm the guy every year that rolls three running backs deep. And I am probably one of few guys that is not even running back too heavy this year. So... Uh, I think it's going to be kind of good for the pod. I messed up. This is not my not my favorite draft. This is probably my least favorite roster of the three leagues I'm in. But, you know, I need to battle back from this, and that's all there is to it. I don't think my team is terrible, uh, but I'd probably give myself like a six and a half. 
So I'll go ahead and read off my roster real quick. Yeah. I got Aaron Rodgers at the helm. I felt good about that. I got CMC cheap to start off the draft. That was great. I'm ending up with Daryl as my RB2. I got Adam Thielen in a wide receiver one spot. Technically, probably Terry McLaurin is my wide receiver one. He's in my wide receiver two spot right now, so flip-flop either or. I got Johnny Smith at tight end. I got Tyler Lockett in my flex. I got Washington defense, and I got Matt Prater on my bench. I have a couple. I mean, I have Cooper Cup sitting on my bench, which Cooper Cup was one of my favorite wide receivers, and he's now on my bench. So <laughs> that's how you know it. It really didn't go according to, to my plan. I kind of tried to go with the flow of the draft, and there was a little too much flow of beer in my mouth probably, and, and it is what it is now. But uh, I also have Damian Harris and Javante Williams who are you know possible quiet sleeper running backs that I could really use to step up and be something because that would help me a lot. Uh, I got LaVisca Chenault, Debo Samuel, Alexander Madison, and Lev Bell is currently sitting on my bench. So I'm I'm going to be fighting to try and make my running back two feel better. Outside of that, I do feel pretty good about everything other than my tight ends, kind of my typical $1 tight ends. So that's where I'm at. Dude, I, I know. I mean, I think you got great value on a lot of receivers. I know for you, just playing in leagues with you, I know you want to have like – you know, you want to have some some big old horses of running backs that you can get on and just ride all the way to the the playoffs. But I don't. I honestly don't think you're in such a bad. I don't think you're as bad off as you think you. Are. I mean, I think you have you have Henderson. You've got uh, Harris and who's uh, the other one I was thinking Williams. of? And just, I think Javante could make Javante Williams something here. And I may not start off the season, but I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got these guys who like they might not be a tried and true, but I think the conglomeration of those three is going to be an RB two for you. You just, you know, I, I honestly do. So, and, and who knows with, with these pieces, you know, I'm always a guy that's love, loves to make trades. So I might, I might go out and try to make a trade and then we can talk about that on the show. I would love to there make that happen, but I have to have someone hit the accept button for that to work <laughs> out. So we'll, well see if I can, I can throw one well, together at some point in this you season. Got, so you got CMC, I, which is two running backs. So that's what I yeah. think. I think what's really messing with me is I told myself I was not ever going to get CMC, mostly because he talked bad about my Huskers, and I'm, I'm just that guy, I guess. And then I got him I got him cheaper than I ever thought he would go, and my brain just can't comprehend that I have CMC at the helm, basically. So Maybe it's the CMC effect. And I didn't say much about Joe's team. It might be a CMC effect, because uh, in another league, I got CMC, and I thought I got him for pretty cheap, and then... My, the RB2 that Tate and I and Seth are co-managing, uh, I'm not too comfortable with the RB2. <laughs> so it might be a CMC effect. <laughs> you spend up for the big dog, you're going to have a puppy in RB2. <laughs> That's right. That is 100% right. Uh, I didn't say much about Joe's team because, honestly, uh, we'll get to this a little bit later, but I'm kind of envious of Joe's team, and it's one of the teams I'm more worried about this year. So. Uh, that's Definitely. why I didn't, didn't talk about your team. Damn it, this has me worried, man. Something bad's going to happen to my team. <laughs> so Tate, you're up, though. Yeah, let me give us your thoughts. Let me cover this somewhat quickly here. Um, the team I constructed, uh, I had never constructed before uh, that night. I went through with you guys, and we gave out 10 tips, and I think I followed maybe <laughs> two of them. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the draft. I'm not in love with it. Um, and, and I'll, I'll cover that, but I definitely had a, I had built out a couple scenarios. Um, you know, I'm, I was, I'm a big paper guy, so I print out sheets and highlighted players and kind of had a scenario where like, I'm trying to get one of these guys for, you know, this value. So like trying to get one of these running backs for $55, you know, and kind of setting my tiers up and knowing that, Oh, if I don't get one of those guys, I definitely want two of these guys, but I only want to spend like 40 bucks for each one. You know, like I, so I had some like different scenarios in my head that, I was kind of setting up for me. One big thing I wanted to do this year um, was I wanted to stack a QB in a wide receiver. That was a, a route I was wanting to take from the very start. Um, and and I, I ended up doing that, but that was one of the things I, I had a couple QBs in mind and I had a couple wide receivers that I really wanted to pair with them. And so that kind of was dictating where my draft was going, um, but not completely controlling it. So I, I had a strategy. I got in there. I accomplished the stack. Um I did not accomplish what I want to do with running backs. Uh, I think I got a little bit of the Joe Vargas syndrome where 
I was kind of just like blown away by how much people were spending on running backs that I'd done all these mocks and they had never gone for this high. So then I was like, well, son of a gun, I got to figure this out. <laughs> and so let me be off my team. Uh, I, I'm happy with my starting lineup. I will say that. Um, and then when we get into the bench, you'll know why I'm maybe not as comfortable, but uh, I got the, the one and only the tried and true the go. I got Tom Brady leading the team. I'll tell you right Tom now, uh, I might have overpaid for him, but I wanted him. I just wanted him. It could be his last year, and I wanted him on my roster, so I don't care. Uh, He's got 10 more. <laughs> yeah, he might be going forever. I don't know. I got running backs. I got Jonathan Taylor, uh, and that was a guy who uh, Luke and I, was we were battling out, and I way overpaid on Jonathan Taylor because uh, I got scared. I, I started bidding against Luke because I didn't want Luke to have him. <laughs> And I kept thinking, I'll just put one more dollar on it. And then Luke put one more dollar. So then I put one more dollar in and I, end, I ended up spending over on Jonathan Taylor. Tate, do you know how much better I would feel about my team if I had CMC Jonathan Taylor in my one-two? I know. That's why I couldn't let you, you have ruined that for me. Because you already had – Luke had already drafted so many good wide receivers. And I couldn't let him have a strong second running back. I didn't have a strong second running back. I thought, not that people had forgotten about Jonathan Taylor, but a lot of running backs were going for a lot of dollars. And I thought we were going to hit a lull where Jonathan, I was going to be able to scoop Jonathan Taylor up for 5 to $7 less than what he was pre-draft value. Because I thought people would be like, oh, shit, I've spent too much money. I now need to kind of rein it in. And Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor just kept stay, staying there, staying there. Nobody was nominated. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And I got really fixated on that. And then I, I, I got blinded and I was just going after that. We got. I gotta get through the rest of this team though. So, <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, is my second running back. I'm feeling really good about him this year. Uh, wide receivers, I got Ceedee Lamb and Robert Woods. Tight end, I got Dallas Goddard. Not crazy about that. In my flex, I got get Gus Edwards. Uh, I had J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, so I got a Ravens running back for that position. Defense, Patriots kicker Matt Gay. Uh, I like the Patriots the first three games they have this season, so that's why I picked them as a defense. Bench, um, I'm good with Chris Godwin. Uh, he was one of those guys who I was kind of targeting. The reason I was targeting Tom Brady is because he had three wide receivers, and I knew I could get one of those to be a stack. Uh, and I didn't want Mike Evans, so Chris Godwin and uh, Antonio Brown were the two targets there. I got Trevor Lawrence because he's the golden child, and if this is the year Tom falls off, at least I have a backup plan. And uh, you know, I recently heard a stat that the what the number one overall draft picks who are quarterbacks for fantasy that usually finish in like the top fifteen or something like that. So I'm not, I'm not, it's not crazy great, but I'm okay with that. Here's the part that hurts me. I got Marvin Jones Jr. I got James Conner. I got Malcolm Brown, Randall Cobb, and Rashad Penny. I, all those names are just names. I just don't feel great about any of them. And I'm just like, these are all just crapshoots. Maybe one of them is going to do better, but I just, I'm not happy with any of those. So that, that's where I'm at on my draft. I got Randall Cobb because I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, if Rodgers wants him, I guess I want him too. So that was. Here's, here's the thing, Tate. I probably have the best bench in the league. But guess how many points of my bench give me any bit of credit that week? Not one of them. I, I, so if you have yeah. a bad bench, that means your dollars were spent wisely. Mine probably yeah. weren't. I don't got depth, though. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I mean. Something happens, but you didn't put much capital into you, it, so you're not really you're taking a shot, and so you that's off true, the waivers. That's true. But James Conner for a dollar, who could potentially, I think, possibly, you know, take, if they're going fifty fifty, you know, share in, in Arizona, and I, mm-hmm. for a dollar and get James Conner, I think he can be a possible goal line back, or you know, I think he could be utilized, and for a dollar, you get like a return on your that, investment. Maybe it'll actually probably a little more. That backfield's a super interesting one that I'm very curious to see how it plays out. I don't have any shares of either, and that's most because I have no idea which way they're going to go or who's going to get what. If it is 50-50, then that's not an ideal situation for either as far as owning them. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see how that yeah, one plays out. Yeah, if healthy and he can take over the lead, if he takes over the lead role, then, man, that's for a dollar? Sign me up. Yeah, I'm upset. <laughs> Let's talk about the guys we were trying to get. Um, this, this is going to be a longer episode, I'm sure. But let's try to talk about those guys. Uh, I don't want to rush over it, but I don't. Let's not stick on it for too long. But let's talk about the guys you guys were trying to get. Um, in that, let's just start with QB and Luke. Who did you designate as the guys you were trying to grab in this draft? So 
I really wanted Lamar this year just because Lamar's so fun to watch. He's the funnest quarterback in the league to watch because he's a running back who throws decently. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> he's he's a the most mobile quarterback in the league. He's a, he, I mean he's an NFL quarterback. So what am I saying? But to have a guy who basically any week could throw up running back numbers on top of passing, I just wanted to have that. And he was at a very reasonable price for a long time, like $7. He was at $5 for a while. When he was at $5, I was like, ah, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Well, he jumped up to like 7 before draft time, and I was like, I know he's not going for $7. But if he would have gone for like $8, $9, I would have been in. I can't remember what he ended up going for. It was probably 11 or higher. But um, he went out of my price range, and I let him go. Uh, ended up getting the second guy that I was looking at, which is Aaron Rodgers. I thought I'd take a gamble on on the MVP, having another year. You know, they're taking the seatbelt off him and let him do it as he wish. So I wanted a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I I kind of want to be the transition here between you guys because I have the two quarterbacks I was targeting. Luke, you have one, and Joe, you have the other. So um, I was targeting Aaron Rodgers for some of the same reasons. Um, I think if they're gonna if they're gonna let him, you know, go to the moon. I'll just keep using that right now. If they're gonna let him go to the moon. I wanted to be on that. I wanted to be on that rocket with him, and <laughs> uh, uh, give a little disclaimer for you know. I I was really looking at Robert Tanyan as as my tight end for this draft as well, and so that was like kind of the stack. I wasn't gonna pay for Devonte Adams, though. Looking back, I wish I would have. At the time, I was like, "There's no way I'm spending that money on Devonte Adams," um, and I wanted Rogers for that reason. The other quarterback I wanted. Um, was Tom Brady. I, I wanted Tom Brady this year, uh, and I was willing to spend you know five dollars on him, um, which might have been a lot. I thought people were going to be going towards other quarterbacks, um, and I just wanted I just want to try and true Tom. So uh, he went for six. So you know I and that was me. I bought him for six. So I went a dollar over what I was planning on spending. Um, but when you've got three wide receivers, you're returning all the. I mean, we talked about it already. You know, Super Bowl contenders, all that stuff. I just wanted a piece of that. Uh, and wanted to make sure I had a, a bite of that. So those are the kind of quarterbacks I was targeting. Joe, uh, how about you? Because I know that you also have Brady. You He was one yes, of your targets. Yes, he was. And, you know, kind of going along the lines when you were saying earlier, we has, I mean, three solid receivers. And, I mean, Tom's going to Tom. And another year in Bruce Arians' offense, I mean, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. So he was one of the guys I targeted. And then uh, Tannehill, I think – you know, he hasn't had too many weapons. He just had A.J. Brown. Corey Davis stepped up last year. But then you got Julio Jones. Upgrade to Julio Jones. My word. And he's efficient. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. And so, yeah, yeah you know, get a little, rushing, a little rushing upside. But then, like, I, I got Russell Wilson, which I'm totally happy with. But I wasn't planning on it. I think he, I got him for $5. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> like at that point, I was a little, few beers deep. You're trying to join my squad, huh? I was trying to. I was. I was on that train. <laughs> so damn you, Huskers. <laughs> Talk to me about uh, your running backs, Joe. That you were really trying to get. So uh, going in both drafts, and uh, I was really targeting Kamara and Aaron Jones, and I I know I noticed uh, Trey was all about Aaron Jones because every time I put a dollar, Trey was real quick on the click. So he was, was literally like, clicking the whole time. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I think he wants it. So I bid up that price. And uh, how much did he go for? I, I think we had it written down here. Yeah, where is it? I, uh, I'll pull it up real fast. $62. Yep. $62. And his pre-draft value was? 53 what, 53 So a lot more than I wanted. And That man paid. He did pay. And then Kamara was one another guy. But Dalvin Cook, you know, is one of those big names where I kept bidding, and I was in the range if I got a guy for 71 or about 70 to max bid, probably 76, 77, I'd be happy. And so I got Cook for 74, so I'm, I'm okay with not getting Kamara and Jones, but I would love that. I was wanting Aaron Jones to be my RB2, but that didn't happen. That would have been incredible. Yeah, I, you know, let's talk a little bit more about uh, overpaying for running backs. I'll, I'll give you my running backs that I wanted to get um, because I overpaid. Um, and I, I'll you admit that to, guys. to all your people. You I did get guys, my guys. <laughs> um, I, I did want, I did want Jonathan Taylor this year. Um, I, I personally was a fan when the price was dropping on him. 
because of the the concerns and stuff for the team. Um, just because I, I like the Colts and I want to cheer for someone. I mean, a little not even hometown bias there. I just want to cheer for someone that I'll be watching. I think John Taylor's obviously a great running back, and I was I missed out on him last year. I wanted to grab him and and I didn't. And so, anyways, came around this year. I want to make sure I had him. I kind of already told the story how Luke Luke and I were both kind of bidding him up and stuff, and uh, I was looking to get him for like i was saying cheap you know like around 55 dollars something he ended up going for like 61 i think his pre-draft value was 55 i was looking to get him for you know 52 something like that i mean just just a little bit of a discount uh i i paid 61 for him so i almost paid i mean i almost paid as much as i could buy aaron jones for what a dollar more is that what you guys are telling me two dollars more maybe yep yep so not i'm not feeling great about that that hurts my heart a little bit um and then uh <laughs> For uh, don't don't laugh at me, it's certain. Uh, and then I wanted to get Clyde uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I got him for I think his pre-draft value was forty. I got him for forty-two. I'm, I'm okay with that. He was one of those guys I was targeting for around forty dollars. Um, and uh, I think he's gonna have a big season. I know there's some concerns there. I don't know. I just that offense is powerful. Uh, I know they've got you know some other guys in there that they like and and all that stuff, but. I think it's going to be his second year and I'm just a big believer that he's going to break out and get some more touchdowns this year and really make him worthwhile. So, uh, I'm good. I'm good with him as, as that RB two for me. And so I actually got both my guys for my team, which I am happy about on the running back front. Um, but it was, it was definitely a scramble to get him. So, uh, and Lucas, you were bidding against me for that, for that Jonathan Taylor. Um, was he one of the guys you were going for? Or who were you targeting specifically? Actually, I I fought you for both of those players. You I don't know if you remember, but uh, Jonathan was like you said, he was like the top dog that just kept not getting nominated. So I was looking at him too. I'm like, dude, I I, I wasn't crazy about Jonathan before the draft, but if I could have him as my RB two, I would absolutely love him. So when he came up, like I was ready to pay, but like you were still searching for your RB one at that time, or I can't remember if you had Clyde or not, but I think I had Clyde. I'd gotten Clyde like one or two picks before that. And someone had nominated okay. him. So I just had Clyde. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in on Taylor because he was the last top dog. If I could have got him reasonably, I was all in on it. Um, you paid for him. So you got him. I think I have four. I mean, Clyde might've been my biggest regret not bidding up. You got him two dollars over his value. I probably would have paid forty four for him going looking back, which I would have bid him up to forty three. You would have got him for forty four, I'm sure. But if any chance I got him for forty three, I would love my team right now. So that's one of my bigger regrets. Um, but the guys, I was hoping to get uh, Joe Mixon was kind of a guy that I thought stuck out to me as far as value in the in kind of the bunch and the tier that he was in mm-hmm. of running backs. He was just a little cheaper than the rest, and I was like, "Well, there's your value. It's kind of sticking out like a sore sore thumb." So I kind of had had marked him down as someone to keep my eye on. Um, and below that, for the same reason, Chris Carson was a guy that if I ended up, you know, not getting any of the big dogs and spending up heavy on my running back one or two, and I ended up getting like two like mixing level guys, then I usually would have enough money to get Carson in my flex, which I loved the idea of, but I was also comfortable with Carson as my RB2. And then I ended up with neither of them. So I have I also had Henderson on my list, and I was like, okay, Henderson is a guy that I love for when I pay up for two running backs and then I have a little bit of money left for a flex, I, I loved Henderson in my flex. So my favorite flex buy is now my RB2. So I got him, but I didn't get him for what I wanted. So good good and bad. <laughs> so just for the record, Joe did get Mixon. We were all kind of looking at Mixon. Joe, uh, you obviously, he's on your team. And yes. do you feel like you got a good value for him? I did, and that's kind of – so I made a budget sheet just to kind of keep me intact, one, because I knew I was going to consume a lot of beers during the draft, and so it kind of kept me in line. <laughs> and so he <laughs> fit that range in the budget, and, yeah, I felt like I got a pretty good value. I think, you know, looking back even a couple of years ago, he was – I mean, he's getting, the, he's getting a, a workload. And even before he got hurt, he was having a pretty good – well, started out a little slow, but then – had a, a few good weeks, and then so I was like, "Man, they're going to utilize him. He has he's getting the carries, getting some targets. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I was kind of looking for in the RB two. Just maybe somebody. I know Cook's going to get the load, but 
you know, Mexican, Mexican, did we, Mexican? I think they did the same thing. <laughs> too. That's his new name, Mexican. 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 Joe Mexican. <laughs> uh, I think he'll, I think, I mean, I feel pretty good about having him in. You know, I think he's going to get like, a sizable load, and I'm okay with that. There you go. Yeah, he was a he was a budget cheat code is kind of how I looked at him. Basically, I was looking for Hayward Gibson, and Gibson was going a little too high. He, he went. <laughs> yeah. It went to Luke, the moon. Talk, talk to us about your wide receivers and, and your tight end. Because sure, you, yeah. you got some value wide receivers here. So um, talk to, are those guys you were you were trying to get? Yeah, so I I did get probably, I, I don't know, a couple years ago, I think it was, when Cooper Cup had that big season, I bought him, and I got him real cheap. And I've always had a, like a soft spot for Cooper Cup ever since then. And he's like a pretty good value right now. His price, I thought, was too low. So he was a guy that I was like, okay, if I, I, if I just burn all my money on running backs, which I wanted to, but I didn't, I was like, I would be fine with Cooper being my number one wide receiver, and I'd pay 18 to $22 for him. So Cooper was like probably my favorite going in, period. Julio was just above him, Julio Jones. He was sitting at like 22, 24. He was another guy that was like, all right, if I got a little more cash, let's say I didn't quite spend as much as I thought I would. I didn't get the quarterback or I didn't get the tight end, so I got more more money to spend off what I was planning. Well, then I can spend a little more and get Julio. I like Julio for the price he was sitting at. And then the two tight ends that I kind of really like the value of going into the draft, if I ended up working the numbers right and I had the money to do it, I liked I liked Andrews for his ten to twelve dollar value. I thought that was great, and I was I was pretty interested in Pitts for his eight dollars. I wanted to take that gamble, and I got Cooper. Uh, I, I was super cool with Cooper being my wide receiver one. Currently on my bench as my wide receiver four. So <laughs> that's another guy. I kind of I didn't have him on my list going in, but he was kind of up there for me. I really love Cooper this year. Yeah, I I well. I'm just going to kind of chime in here because um, one of my guys was his teammate, Robert Woods. And uh, I, I did end up getting him, but I, a lot of the same things you were saying, I, I got Woods for, what was it? Uh, he was my, I was comfortable with him being my RB1. Uh, and I got him for $25. Uh, I think he's like pre-draft value was like 30 bucks or something like that. Uh, and I went into the draft thinking. You got him for 25 Yeah, I got him for 25 Damn. He went after <laughs> Cup. What'd you pay for Cup? Twenty four? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, Twenty one for Cooper Cup. So, uh, yeah. I got Robert Woods for four more dollars, um, and I was comfortable with Robert Woods being my wide receiver one going into that draft. Uh, I I was targeting him. I ended up getting C.D. Lamb uh, right off the bat for like thirty three dollars, and so that kind of threw me around. And now Woods is my wide receiver too. But Woods is one of those guys I was targeting for a lot of the same reasons why you you say Cup. I think I got Woods a couple years ago. That man's just always been the constant. I can always count on him to score points every week on my team. Um, and if he does take a next step and catch those touchdown passes and doesn't let Cooper Cup catch them, he's going to be amazing. If he just ca- if he gets me twelve points every week, that's fine. I need twelve points. You know, I if, need guys that can do that too. If he could step up in the touchdown category, he'd easily be a solid wide receiver. One, I think he's only yeah. averaged like three touchdowns a year, but he gets the catches and the yards, and he's pretty consistent receiver. A solid guy to have in your lineup. Yeah, I, I was happy with that. I was I was hoping to pair him with this other guy um, who I did not get, but that was Robbie Anderson. Uh, I was looking for Robbie Anderson to kind of be my streaky player. Yes. Um, and I thought I could get him for $10. And not that I thought he'd be under people's radar, but I just figured by the time we got to him, people would have spent money. I would have saved some money. It would have been great. Um, that didn't work out because people people were all about Robbie Anderson, and I was only wanting to p- spend 10 bucks on that guy. And he went for 14 but – he got the ten in like two seconds, and I was like, "Well, I'm out." Like he was, he they, he skyrocketed to to twelve dollars and then stopped and, and kind of hung around. But those are the two guys I was looking at. Um, didn't work out. I got one of them. Didn't get the other one. I already kind of talked about Robert Tanya kind of being that tight end. Um, but another guy I had on my list for a wide receiver that I potentially was going to target was a little bit of Antonio Brown. But Joe, uh, was he on your list? And did you get him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. Yeah, he was a guy I've been honestly all about all offseason. This going back from last year, he was when they had all three in the lineup, the big three, I call them Godwin, Evans, and, and Brown. Uh, Brown had the mo- most targets and I believe yardage as well. I could be wrong. 
And so, and Tom loves him. Tom wanted him to go when he was at uh, New England for one game and went ham. And then it's like, okay, I'm gonna get in trouble now. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Tom, Tom loves him. And so Tom loves him. I love him. So come to my team, Antonio. Yeah, that's fair. Tom's that's the fair. one throwing him the ball. If he's his favorite, well, that's important. He's now my favorite. <laughs> so that that's that's kind of that list, right? Does anyone have any names that they didn't get a chance to throw out that they want to, you know, maybe they were trying to target now, but didn't work out or anything like that real quick? I think we covered them. Yep. That was the biggest thing was the Rams receivers, and, you know, you guys got both got a piece of it. I, I noticed that uh, Luke and I were fighting over a couple of the same guys that night. And so um, I think last year, Joe, you and I were fighting over some guys. So Yay. next year, if you guys could just get your own guys and stay away from mine, that'd be great. <laughs> stay away. Let's quickly, uh, I said it because we're already running long here. Um, let's quickly go over uh, just in general from, from our draft here, some of the best buys. Um, let's you know maybe highlight a name or two. Um, and then let's talk about some more of the more expensive buys. I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit already, um, but maybe let's try to get some that aren't on our team um, and maybe we're on some other teams. So um, when I'm talking best buys here, you can kind of think of it a couple different ways. You can think of it as who got someone for less than what their pre-draft value was um, or you know, who's somebody who, looking back now, knowing what they went for, you would have paid more knowing that they went that cheap or or something like that. So, Luke, why don't you hit us with your first one here? What what who was the best buy to you? So I got I got a little. It's kind of a lengthy list, honestly. I tried to jot down uh, mostly based off of draft values and what they went for. People who stole them for way cheaper than they went, regardless of why that happened. Uh, the first one that I got on the list is T Higgins from Cincinnati. Was a twelve dollar wide receiver that got snagged for four bucks. Threw some change at him and said, "Join the squad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I think there was a by that time in the draft. Obviously, a lot of the rec- receivers were going for less. Regardless, uh, you you mm-hmm. obviously took advantage of that. But uh, I think there's obviously you know the concern in Cincinnati. So uh, I was not targeting any Cincinnati wide receivers. I know that much. So I kind of just let yeah. them go. Yeah, same here. I'd say the vast majority of this list does consist of the wide receivers. For whatever reason, uh, well, the well, reason is because everyone's money was going to the running backs, right. so <laughs> and or rosters were filling, and there's just there's a lot of a lot of wide receivers that feel pretty all right this year. So you can only put so many on your roster. That's right, Joe. Do you have a do you have a Best Buy? I'm gonna have to go with the Gus Bus Tate because I think with it, oh. I mean, with a run heavy offense. And you got it for eight bucks, is that correct? Yeah, I got them for eight. I got Dobbins for four. So I mean, if you look at, it, I got the Ravens running back for twelve dollars. And I mean, it Gus averaged for like five yards of carry last year, and so he's going to get a little more workload. So I think for, and he's going to be in your easier flex, right? Yeah, he's that's yeah, I'm, st- yeah. I'm hoping they don't. Man. They don't that's need to sign scary. their running backs. Nobody needs to go there. Just let <laughs> so, Gus do his thing. I think that could be a steal. I think that could be a potential league winner right there if he stays healthy. Yeah, and I, I had I listed him in our show doc. I just put an X on his draft value. I think his actual draft value was something like twelve dollars, which this was like literally, or maybe it wasn't even adjusted at all yet. That might have been another draft that I'm thinking of, but literally was like hours after the injury. So there's no way that Gus could have properly been valued. So it was like, we just had to make it up how much we wanted to pay on Gus based on what we knew. So people were nervous. They didn't want to spend. We didn't know for sure. So like, did I, I wanted to spend more, but I really didn't know. And that's another one that I regret. I should have paid a lot more for that guy. Well, at that time we didn't, didn't have the whole, the, all the information. And honestly, I was right. targeting Gus late in the draft. And with, with, even if JK was healthy, just because I know what he mm-hmm. can do, even when he gets the limited carries that he gets. But Tate, you got a good one there. I think I had the easiest scenario since I already had Dobbins. Uh, you know, I knew I kind of needed to have Gus, so you know, I was going to have to spend whatever I needed to spend to get that. So I think I, you know, I didn't have that as difficult a decision as you guys did to, for how much to spend on him at the time because I had Dobbins. I knew we had potential that Dobbins was going to be out for the you know forever for the season. And so I had to grab guts to, to, to lock that in. So uh, I was in a good spot. 
Uh, I'm, I'm glad I got him for cheap, but I mean, I was just in a good spot as far as mentally knowing what I had to do in order to proceed and not have to really question that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a couple here and then I'll, I'll swing it back. So we'll kind of swing this back, Joe, to you and then to Luke here to, to round out. Um, I look at the, I looked at this a little differently. I looked at this personally, like looking back at our draft, who would I've spent more money on to, to put on my team? Uh, and I think it also worked out because they obviously went for under their actual like draft value. Um, but the first one that comes to my mind is Allen Robinson. And he went for $18 in our league. And I am so mad. I did not, I did not, I didn't get him. Like I he's agree. the number one regret. I think that I have because I would have loved to have Allen Robinson for $19 on my team. I just would feel like <laughs> I have another super solid receiver. I don't know who I would have lost. I don't know how that would have affected my draft later, obviously, but like that guy. Yeah. He just, he would have been great to have on the team for that, that price. And wait, Being the that's, def- one. that's definitely one that as I looked back at these numbers, I didn't realize that happened during the draft. Maybe I wasn't paying attention whatever, whatever was going on. I was like, Really? Allen went for eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially what he's done with crappy quarterback play, and then you know, it, yeah. Justin Fields going to take over, and I mean, he's going to be pretty dang good. Well, look what look what, look we'll what Andy we'll see. look what Andy Dalton did for for Dallas last year. I mean, he those receivers didn't just fall off. So I think he's going to have maybe the best quarterback he's had in forever. <laughs> and I, I'm saying that to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton might Red be the best Rocket, quarterback. Red Rocket, baby, let's go. Let's go. Um, let me, and the other one, just looking back was James Robinson, um, for Jacksonville. Uh, he went for 24. I think his pre, his pre-draft value was 31. Um, you know, I don't know, just for $25, that seems like that would have been a really solid running back to have. Um, and you know, even if the team doesn't like him or, or they do like him or whatever, I I think he's going to, he, it's going to return value on $25. So those are two that I wish would have brought up. The other one is Dak Prescott. Uh, he went for six dollars. I think his pre-draft value was eight. I would have paid, you know, I would have paid six, seven, eight dollars for for Dak. I think one would have kept bidding him up. I don't think he would have just stopped though. So yeah, he would. I don't really up. count that one. Uh, but no one else was bidding up Dak. Uh, I I wish I would hit that button one more time at least. So, Joe, do you have a do you have another name that you want to throw out there as a Best Buy? Uh, I think one that stands out is DJ Moore for five bucks, and his pre-draft oh, value yeah. was twenty-two, and I think. I really think Sam Donald's going to take a step up. I mean, he had the Adam Gase blues hanging over him, and he was seeing ghosts <laughs> out there. But I think he's going to step up with with a good receiving core. He's reunited with uh, Robbie Anderson. But DJ Moore is pretty electrifying. Like, if he get, get the ball in his hands, I think Donald's going to take a step up. And for five bucks, I think DJ Moore could be a solid wide receiver too. Do you think, just quick, quickly here, do you think – because cause my, in my brain, I'm looking at this DJ Moore for $5. I think he was going late in the draft. I think people would spend a lot of money. I, I think whoever got DJ Moore for that got him for a great value. Robert Woods or DJ Moore for the season? Ooh, Robert yeah, Woods. Robert Woods. I think okay. I like Stafford okay. a little more. Okay. That's that's fine because I, I feel like they're not exactly the same player, but DJ Moore didn't have the touchdowns. Robert Woods doesn't have the touchdowns. You know, I think if either one starts getting touchdowns, they obviously are going to be a very – very good wide receiver for their team or for their fancy team. Um, so I was just curious if you guys had to pick between the two right then and there, what, what you'd go with. So uh, you guys picked my player, so I feel good about it. So yeah. that's all I need to know. Thank you. That's what this podcast is all about. Reaffirming Tate's decisions and making sure he feels good. So <laughs> Tate's great. I think that up. Rams offense, Rams <laughs> offense is way better. So that's, that's true. We'll see. That's true. Luke, what about you? Got another name here for the last of our round out this best buys. Yeah, I think I'll just I'll round out, you know, since I'm the one that feels bad about my team, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. And just we've been talking about the values I got at wide receiver. Might as well throw them out there, right? Mm-hmm. So Adam Thielen, pre-draft value, $26. Somehow he slid onto my roster for 13 Jeez. I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry McLaurin, never drafted him ever before in a mock draft in my life ever. He's a $37 pre-draft value. I got him for $26. Nobody else bid him. He was on my roster. That one really – Took me for a spin. I was not ready to have him on a roster or spend that much on a wide receiver. It happened. Here we are. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so those two felt felt good. I, I got good values. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't planning on having them on a roster, but they are. And let's play ball. Good luck. Good luck picking which which wide receivers you want to play each week. I think it's going to be 
Hey, they're all up for trade. Anyone and everyone, <laughs> come go. on down. Get that out there. Let's go to the other side of this uh, teeter-totter here. Seesaw, as you will. Uh, let's talk about the expensive buys. Guys who, um, you know, we paid too much for. Not us, but maybe league mates. Uh, someone paid too much for. And uh, Luke, why don't you, we'll do the same way we just did there. So Luke, why don't you just uh, tell us, give us a name here. Who who paid too much and who were they? Yeah, so we talked about it. We talked about it in our Tips and Tricks episode. We knew that we got lots of Chiefs fans. We know that we had a Cowboys fan, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, number one, we knew it was going to go crazy. It was Patrick Mahomes. He was a pre-draft value of 15, and he sold for $32. Jeez, double. Get out your checkbooks. <laughs> you knew that was going to happen, though. We knew. Yeah, that was guaranteed. Joe, what, you got a name for us? Of course, running backs were going bananas, but I think the biggest one, I think for especially with half PPR, was Nick Chubb going for $68. Like, my mm. word. That was a lot, huh? Yeah, a little too much for my taste, you know? This, I, 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 want, <laughs> I want somebody that can catch the ball and – I mean, he's a solid running back. I think he's one of the yeah. top running, top two, three running backs in the NFL in football wise. But fantasy and half PPR, I need, I need, I need those catches. I need those catches. Yeah. That's fair. I want to bring one. Yeah, I want to bring up another running back. I want to bring up uh, Alvin Kamara, um, and not because he's not great, but uh, when you spend seventy nine dollars on him and his pre draft value was sixty eight, uh, you know, I'm not. I know he's probably the only game in town there in, in uh, New Orleans. I just, man, I don't know. I don't think I, I, I feel bad doubting him, but it just seemed, that just seems like a, that's a lot to spend on a player. Um, and he could be the number one running back. I get it, but I don't know. I, I just, I just don't know about that. The, the, I don't got good vibes coming from, from the saints. So I, I couldn't justify spending that, but I didn't spend that. Someone else did. And that's why they have him. And I don't, I guess. So that's, that's how the cookies crumble. Um, <laughs> I did talk a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll just throw out a couple of quick names uh, here. I'm just lightning round kind of because uh, I already talked about these a lot. But Brady, uh, I you toot your own horn, Luke, for for things you did well. Let me toot my uh, horn for things I did poorly. Uh, I think I overpaid on Brady. Uh, I think I just wanted Brady to have Brady, and, and I overpaid for it. Uh, and I think Jonathan Taylor, you know, we kind of talked about both these a little bit, but um, – I don't feel bad about the value I got. I mean, I got John Taylor for 61. I'm not, I'm not saying like, Oh my God, I did so horrible. I just think that when we were bidding for him, I, I should have stopped earlier and, and stuff like that. And, but I, we talked those things to death. So I don't want to spend any more time on those um, kind of things, but those are just some other names that I, I got to recognize as well. So uh, Joe, give it, give us another name here. I'm going to have to say that Najee going up there. Najee was up pretty high, and Najee got real yeah, hot, and, real fast. You know, I was I was wanting him if he was at his pre-draft value at fifty-one dollars. Um, I was in, but it kept going and going and going <laughs> and going. So, I was, so went. when I got that, when I got Dalvin Cook for seventy-four dollars, I was looking back. I'm I'm pretty happy with with what I got. <laughs> Najee was a little <laughs> too expensive for me for Najee, but I think he's gonna. I think it'll be pretty solid though. Do you I think touches galore? That man's pretty well guaranteed. So uh, he better that offensive line better do enough for sixty seven dollars to count. <laughs> That's what, would you would you guys still put your top three running backs uh, even in like a PPR league? Would you still rank them Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry? Is that your top three even in our half point PPR league? Or does someone creep into that top three? I mean, does Alvin Kamara? Did they get bumped up to to potentially number two uh, in, in our league just because it's half point PPR? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think I, so. For Derrick Henry goes back. To, I mean, Derrick Henry is like a exception because he I mean he doesn't get catches, but the man will just run for like ten thousand yards. But I think for me, he'd be he's still in top five. I think, but Kamara. Okay, so give me your top five. That's that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up question. Like, give me your top five for a half point PPR because I think it's in a standard league it's pretty obvious it's Chris, Christian McCaffrey's number one I think regardless of what you're doing, and then I think in a standard league obviously Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry are are probably right up there for two and three. We have a half PPR so that's a, if you don't know that's you get a half point for each reception, uh, half point point per reception half point. There you go now you know. Um, 
So, Joe, give me your give me your top five for our league. You think in running backs? Of course, the number one is CMC. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go Dalvin Cook. And then okay, so you're still putting Dalvin Cook too? Oh yeah, I, I, I mean he gets the carries, okay. gets the catches. Um, and I, I think I'm gonna sneak. I think Kamara's gonna be up there, right there at number three, just because he's a catch. I mean, he, especially no Michael Thomas for six weeks. I think he's gonna get bombarded with targets. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have to go Zeke. Zeke will get mm-hmm. catches. Ooh. You know, I mean he's gonna get the carries, catches. Then I'll probably put Derrick Henry right there. And then, uh, thanks. If six, That's five. I don't I know, care about six. I know, but six. But Saquon's right there. That I'm just worried about the – I mean, I say the injury, but Adrian Peterson came back after AC, tearing his ACL and led the league in rushing. So, I think Barkley is that kind of talent, which he could. But he's still questionable for week one. It has me a little worried. Luke, do you do you greatly differ on any of Joe's top five there, or is it just a? I mean, are those your I, top five, but a little bit rearranged? I agree completely, but I would flip Zeke and Henry. I think I think Derek has has taken it to that level. He's he he's up there at four for me, and I'll I'll have Zeke down at five. But other than that, I agree completely. Uh, you bring up a good point with Kamara, though. I think we're gonna find out who who he is this year. He's always had that that established guy behind him that can can cover some ground game for him and take a little bit off of Kamara's workload. Well, if he has to be the guy for everything this year, he might go nuclear or we might find some things out. So that one's going to be interesting. Uh, Kamara could end up being the guy. He might be, you know, CMC of next year or he might have a bad time. You know, we'll see. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cool. Well, round us out here. Give us our last expensive buy. I know, I know we're running long. I I apologize everyone, but, it's a long one, sorry. Apologize to no uh, one. But give us your last, give us your last expensive guy, and we can wrap this up. I'll throw, yeah, I'll throw out the last two that are probably notable. We knew that our Cowboys fan would not leave the draft without Zeke. He said he had a price. Hmm. Zeke was a pre-draft sixty dollars value. He sold for seventy six dollars, and he said that was the last penny he was spending. Oh, but he got him on his squad. Our our buddy won. He would uh, he would have gone up to eighty. You know it. Probably. He wasn't going to leave without it. The other one that I thought was kind of interesting is Kareem Hunt as as the guy behind Nick Chubb that could be a league winner based on an injury. Well, maybe he didn't take advantage of it with his opportunities last year, but he's a $12 pre-draft value, and they paid up 21 for him. And there was a lot of running backs that were $20 value. So that one was that was up there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, is there any other guys that uh, you think we missed you want to you call out real fast here before we – we go on. I think those were the dogs. <laughs> them dogs. Then the dogs. There you go. So there's uh just a brief recap. I know it's been a long. You guys might have forgot what we were even talking about. Uh, we were just covering our draft a little bit here. Got reactions for each one of our teams. Going over our teams a little bit. Going into the guys that we were really trying to target. Uh, you know, it sounds like we all got a couple of those guys that we were really trying to target. And then uh, it sounds like we were all regretting some of the guys that maybe we should have just spent the, a few extra bucks to have them. But uh Overall, a lot of us acquired the players we were looking for. And then, obviously, best buys and expensive buys. Uh, we're as much at fault and and uh, rejoicement in that area as, as the rest of our league mates because we had some overbuys and some underbuys. And so that's how the draft goes. You know? uh, you're going to have those guys that you pay over for, and you're going to have those guys that you get for value. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Let's talk about, real quickly here, teams to beat. So teams in our league that we think are going to be the powerhouses. Um, and I think we all, I, you know what? Let me just, you know what? Behind the scenes, listeners, here we go. Let's open this Google Doc. Let's see what everyone put. Because I think we all kind of got the same the same teams in here. So, um, yeah. So, a couple teams that are coming to the surface here uh, across the board. Um, let's talk about Corey's team real briefly. We all have him down. Uh, we all think he did great in the draft. I'm, I'm jealous of his team a little bit. He's got some players I want. Um, I'm just going to call out one real fast. Uh, I'm going to call it two real fast as I'm looking here. Uh, that James Robinson, I mentioned him earlier. I just, I would just, you know, I wish I kind of had him for $25 and Josh Allen for $13. Those are the two that I, I kind of wish I had. I wish I would have paid for. So uh, why Lucas? Mm-hmm. Why do you think Corey's team is, is, is a stud team? Why are you worried? Here's, here's, here's what the deal is. I'm also fearful of, of both of y'all's team. 
Well, we're not going to talk about y'all's team because we already went over that. But in comparison, I feel like Corey's team is comparable to your team, Tate, in terms of like running back three deep, solid. So his flex is a running back that he's feeling pretty good about. On on top of that, Corey has one of those top three tight ends. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Corey's got the depth. I mean, the only thing that is questionable at all is his wide receiver too. Yeah, that's where I'll, this is the only question mark. Yeah, has. yeah. And if I could have a team where the only thing I'm like, ah, I got to maybe work on is my wide receiver too, that is ideal. And he has an elite tight end. That's bad for us. That's fair. Man. I, I, bad. Boyd, I mean, he's not a bad wide receiver too. I mean, going back. Yeah, yeah, could be back, good. You know, one year, or week, week seven, he had 22 points. Before that, 10 points, 16 points, 13. I mean, a little inconsistent, but he can have those those big weeks. Let us let me let me go over his players on his team real fast just so everyone knows. He's got Josh Allen at quarterback, Najee Harris for running back, James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Boyd, George Kittle, Mike Davis, uh, and then Panthers defense, Jason Myers kicker. We don't really care about those two when we're kind of looking at teams very much. Um no offense to the kickers and the defenses of the world. Uh, <laughs> on this bench, he's got Cole Beasley, Jalen Rager. Uh, he's got another defense in the Steelers. He's got Daryl Williams. He's got J.D. McKissick, Kirk Cousins, and Carlos Hyde. Um, I will say, I you know, as I'm looking at this uh, a little bit more in depth, uh, you know, I'm kind of I kind of agree with you, Luke. I, I think the starting lineup is solid. The only question mark, like you guys are talking about, is that wide receiver two. Um, to me, I'm not a fan of a second a second defense or a second quarterback. Um, I know I have two quarterbacks this year, so that sounds like, well, he just drafted two quarterbacks, and there's another saying this, and blah, 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 blah. It's different. But if I had Josh Allen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried about yeah, having a second quarterback. Why would you quarterback? Do quarterback? <laughs> so uh, those are my my cons for his, his team. So, um, yeah, Luke, so I'm looking at your list. So Luke, Luke mentioned my team and Joe's team, and we've covered those. And I actually mentioned Joe's team as well. Um, I think it's because Joe ended up getting a lot of the players I was trying to kind of get, and so I was kind of frustrated with him. <laughs> Um, another team that we all listed was, uh, Trey's team. Um, so Joe, tell me, tell me what it is about Trey's team. Um, that worries oh, man. you. I'm, I'm looking at it and he has a two PPR machines and Aaron Jones and Eckler at the, at the running back spots, but then he has, yeah, it's That's very nice. nice. And then you have an elite quarterback and Kyler Murray and then the receivers are pretty solid too. You got Mike Evans. I mean, he, he produces, he produces a thousand yards every year, which, and, for some reason, last Maybe year. Maybe not this year. Who knows? I mean, he has a better chance. <laughs> he was spotty last year. What? Wasn't he? Wasn't he pretty spotty last year? He'd show up yeah, and he'd disappear. He'd like, he literally saved his day with like a one-yard touchdown catch, and that would be like all he did that day, and at least he didn't get a zero. Yeah, so, like, Kansas City, three catches – or no, the three catches, 50 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. But, Crazy. I mean, I think he's pretty solid – and then, I mean, if he gets those touchdowns, if that's Brady who's, that's who Brady's targeting in the red zone, then I'm all for it. And then DJ Moore, who last year had a thousand yards, only had four touchdowns as a wide receiver. Don't, the only thing that's questionable is his flex spot, and he has Sony Michelle in there. I mean, yeah. on his bench, yeah. I guess if Beckham's if Beckham's is health if is healthy, then like he would, I, I would imagine he put him and in there. That could be that could work. But he has out. Mark Andrews at the tight end yeah. too, so a pretty balanced. Solid team, I think. Mm-hmm. Luke, your thoughts? Any, anything to add to that? Yeah, for me, when I look at this team, this is the one I would compare to Joe's. You know, we feel super solid at at the the, the combo of running backs, a great quarterback, wide receivers, pretty solid. His tight end's nice, but his flex, you know, he might be he might be trying to figure out who fills that void. So he's a little worried about Odell's health. Maybe Odell's that guy. Maybe he ends up waiver wiring a guy. I mean. Kind of, kind of how I was saying about Joe's. So, I mean, if you're looking for one guy to complete a roster, that's it's pretty solid. I'm here. Here's a tip <laughs> of the cap to Trey. So Trey, Trey, like two, three seasons ago, came into the league pretty fresh, and kind of had a bad time. And we thought we were going to lose him. We thought he was going to quit. You know, one and done. It didn't go well for him. Well, Trey ended up coming back. Trey's been battling. Trey's been studying. Trey's doing. Light years better in fantasy football, and so I just want to throw that out there because he probably—I think he listens. So if he listens, Trey, for real, you're doing work, and this team 
is making yeah, me uncomfortable right me now. Uncomfortable. And I need you to stop that. Yeah, props to you, Trey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I uh, yeah, I think we all echo echo those statements because I, I mean, I was watching Trey, Trey draft that night, and I was like, "Son of a biscuit, dude! Like this guy's getting everybody." <laughs> and I just kept looking at his team. I was like, "Son of a biscuit, dude! How I, I if I had to pick one team, it's uh, it's Trey's team. Trey's team is the number one team in my in my opinion. Running back combo. I'm worried. I think about. for me, I think for me, number one fear is Corey. Okay, Joe, tiebreaker. Which one? The more I look at Trey's team and seeing Aaron Jones and Eckler, got me worried. And Kyler, he's got Mark Andrews. I mean, he's got Kyler. I mean, he's just like, yeah. If Odell, if Odell is old Odell, which you can say you don't think it's going to happen, you can say whatever you want. I'm not. I'm not. We don't got to get into the Odell argument. We got to wrap this bad boy up sometime tonight. Um, but (laughs) if he, if he's even half of good Odell. That that's gonna be a solid wide receiver that you can throw in every week, and yeah, that'd be that'd be real bad. Baker Mayfield's probably gonna blow up this freaking year, and you know who's gonna catch all the touchdowns? Odell Beckham Jr. And you know who's got him, Trey. And you no. know, yeah, so <laughs> how's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen? The week he plays me, I'll score two hundred points. He'll put Odell Beckham in for the first time in six weeks, and Odell will score two hundred one points by himself, and that's that's how yeah, my he catches two hundred <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, so well, boys. Shall we wrap it up? Oh, we, we shall. shall. That's that's my line. I'm so I'm so turned around now. Yeah, you like that? I just threw it in there because I'm Lucas. <laughs> Why don't you take us out? You know that's a great idea, Tate. And I'm going to do just that. Everyone, I need you to follow us on Instagram at the Mave Podcast for episode alerts, direct message interactions. We want you to stay up to date and in the know on the show. I did send. I'm about to send a direct message now. Maybe some trade tips, Luke. <laughs> yeah, I need trades. Help me with Luke, trades. Luke is a guy for trades. But also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mextron22. Luke is at L underscore Prey19. Tate is at Tate Blanton on last minute lineups and updates for your fantasy roster. Yeah, I've got to start tweeting more. But if you want to, please follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, we always appreciate you listening. Thank you for taking the time, and we will see you guys next week on the Mave Podcast. Bye. Week one is coming up next. Love it. <laughs>